0: The Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next games. Jump on it. We don't know how long it will last. And make sure to enter our World Series Props Contest. Winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Bloodhorse magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sesum's, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and uh, I don't know how to describe this with uh, who I've got joining me, other than a, a gang of people. I got a gang with me this time. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's let's get let's start introducing left and right. Uh, returning for his third time. From Burbank, California, Mr. Ryder, Dave Burnett. Dave, how's it going, man? Hi,
1: thanks for having me back. Hi, everybody.
0: Then, we've got a first-timer, Mr. Arthur Estelori. Arthur, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's doing
2: all right. Pleasure to be here.
0: And last but not least, uh, you know, we like to keep a highbrow f- around here. And we invited someone, a guest who took a look at just some of the most mundane actions in life and actually wrote a book that took a really deep look in the Eastern spirituality of it. The author of the Kama Putra, Mr. Daniel Young. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, not, not a problem. So, th- this is a this is a, a first we're taking a look at the Saturday Express Bet tournament for, you know, expressbet.com, the the uh, the ADW for horse racing. They've got a tournament this weekend that's a, a live bankroll play. So, we are going to try to attempt to basically live bankroll play the tournament here on a podcast uh we're really we're really stepping into the unknown we're we're making a little bit of handicapping jazz
1: are you aware of the music known as jazz
0: so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit interesting, but but we'll see how it goes. So yeah, uh guys, do you play very much uh very much live bankroll? I know Dave and I have even split entries before. Uh oh, we just told him we colluded. Uh what about you, Daniel, Arthur? You guys <laughs> you guys typically play these uh, live bankroll tournaments?
3: I, I had qualified for one in Gulfstream in December of last year. Uh, but mostly, you know, we play the feeder events. And so we played in a live bankroll event last weekend, actually. So this is our second week in a row of trying this, and so I think the difference is the rules between last week to this week with the addition of the horizontals. So that's, that's the biggest change.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the- definitely thrown me off quite a bit actually. <laughs> Cause it's typically, you know, win place uh, verticals and doubles really at this point, but yeah, they're throwing everything at you. So.
0: Right. It's it's, the, for me, always playing live bank rolls. Like I, I'm a, a vertical guy. Like I, I love to hammer exact as love, structuring out trifectas and everything. The fact that you can, you can drop like a pick, six i could put out like 10 perfectly structured trifectas and some asshole can just roll in with the pick six and just ko me right at the end and have no idea that he's going to do it because all the money's in the bank and you have no idea what tickets are out there then all of a sudden you just see someone skyrocket up the fucking scoreboard this is going to be intense
3: yeah that's the challenge i think is because you don't know what everybody else is live to as opposed to the doubles are always paying out so you can see the live leaderboard this leaderboard is hardly live if somebody's into like a, the fifth leg of something. So it's really tough to know what you're shooting for. Yeah. So I, go ahead, Arthur. Oh yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised
2: if like half the board is going to be like with the same, ba- the starting bankroll by like with the race, a race six or whatever, or even all the way up to race nine or 10. Just don't, dropping, judge. Dropping don't judge me.
1: Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I got
0: to think that, that with a, and we're going to go over all the rules after we hit our first ad break, but I have to think that the having the size bankroll that you're going to have for this tournament going into it and knowing that you could basically put together, for lack of better terms, a a monstrous fuck off pick four or pick five where you can hit a really high base and still include just a shit ton of horses, have all sorts of all sorts of coverage. I got to think that's what a lot of people are going to be swinging at. So it makes me think what's the optimal strategy there. Is it, is it save everything that you have for the one? Is it to try to, uh, is it to try to, you know, really pump up the bankroll before you hit those so that you can maybe hit it at a higher base than someone else. It's, it's really interesting. And I, I don't know for guys out there who are listening, who are really new to live bankroll tournaments, like, for one they're the shit uh for two i mean I, it's a real true test of handicapping as opposed to just picking winner winners like you get with most most mythical uh you know win place tournaments uh dave how are you gonna fare how do you think you're gonna do
1: well i mean i think that the benefit to your style of betting and verticals of betting exact as trifectas is you'd have the opportunity to compound your winnings so let's say you got a trifecta and it You got like, you know, nine to one or something. Well, now you have nine times as much money to put into the next one. You could pump it up and up and up and up and keep building yourself, presuming you handicapped it correctly. With horizontals, you basically have two pick fives. You know, they've Mm -hmm. given us 10 races. So there's races one through five and then six through 10. So if you hit the first one, whatever you've made, you can then dump into the second one or you can just save it all. But at that point, you're literally hoping that whatever it returns is going to be enough to defeat the people that are compounding their winnings, betting vertically. So there's a lot of strategy that's going to go into it. I'm, I'm more of a horizontal player by nature. And I think the horizontals I Santa Anita uh, hope hopefully will pay well, but after a card, after this card, um, I don't know, man, this, I think it's just gonna be chalk city. And I think these pick fives are going to pay probably 65 or $80 and you're going to have to hit it 30 or 40 times over or more to stand a chance. I, I Yeah horizontal the, the horizontal fan's gonna be bleak
0: with how much your horizontal tickets cost you're gonna be able to to this is gonna be like a, a million times base basically because you I mean at 50 cents your pick fours cost like 14 bucks on, on the regular um yeah. what about let's see let's get a let's hit the panel here uh thin is in you guys like the thin tickets you're like the big chunky tickets what do what you how do you play them Arthur go ahead
2: yeah when it comes to I suck at horizontals but I still play them because they're fun uh, but uh, I'm all about reaching for for big shots and stuff, so they end up being kind of chunky for me. Uh, definitely don't. I, I, whenever I bet the horizontals, I, I tend not to you know go five six five to ten times my my bet. It's pretty it's pretty small in terms of the uh, the minimum uh, minimum wager. But then I'm spreading on some, some uh, massively on
3: some races.
0: What about you, Daniel? Do you, are Are you like Kate Moss? Then are you like Thicker than a bowl of biscuit. No, I'm
3: pretty thin. Um, I don't play horizontals that often. So it's usually like I'm happy if they win, if it's like 200 bucks or two grand. Basically, I want my picks to be correct most of the time. So it's not about ROI. It's about just having being correct. And I just don't want to lose $200 on a ticket uh, mostly. That's basically a risk, you know, aversion to that. So, uh, but definitely thin if I do play it. And I haven't had a lot of success doing it.
0: Horizontals are just such like a hot button topic. I I love seeing on Twitter when people post their horizontals where they win like fifteen thousand, you know on like a pick six but then you look at their ticket and they put about five grand worth of horses into it and like <laughs> you know what fuck you for that it's still you still got a decent return but still fuck you for that because yeah,
3: you, do, you do the ratio and it's not impressive and we would definitely not i would not i would not share a ticket like that if it was <laughs> yeah, yeah the, ra- a- the ratio has got to be something you flex on not the, the amount really
0: That's something you take to the grave with you like a, like a, you know, drunk driving hit and run. Basically. I, you tell (laughs) no one that you did this.
2: You got away with it, but yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll answer, you'll answer to some maker at some point for, for putting that together. All right. We're going to take a quick break here at the notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network. And when we get into this, or when we get back, we're going to jump into this express bet, Santa Anita Saturday, no holds barred battle Royale, live bankroll tournament we will be right back ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 win $100. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, service conditions at winbet.com Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 Sports Gambling Podcast has given you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on a video. Each video gives you a new chance to win. And turn on your notification so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. And make sure to enter our World Series Prop Contest. Winner gets $200 cash and a $200 SGPN gift card. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.B. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So let's go ahead. Let's get into this live bankroll tournament on ExpressBet.com. It is a $600 entry fee. Uh, and you get a $400 bankroll. Uh, $200 goes to the, uh, I guess, the prize pool for this. And uh, basically, you have to bet all $400 of it. Uh, it's all the Santa Anita card. Any single bet is possible. Like we discussed earlier, typically you're you're limited where you can't go much further than like a pick three. Maybe, maybe even just limited to like a daily double. Uh, but now, uh, everything. Super high fives. Every single weird gimmick bet, every single horizontal is on the ticket, except I will say it did explicitly say no golden hour wager. So while that's normally offered on the card, uh, they're, they're keeping all the money in-house at, uh, at Santa Anita this Saturday. So real quick, we kind of talked about it, but Dave, go ahead. Just give me a quick overview of your strategy for this.
1: I have 383 of my $400 reserved for the late pick five which is probably the dumbest thing I could possibly do because (laughs) every every single winner is going to be less than even money. Uh, I'm going to do a single straight trifecta in race three, uh, which, you know, for $17, if I hit it, that's great. If I don't, who cares? And the rest of it's just going to be dumped into a late pick five. I I hate the early pick five. I don't think there's any value in it. I hate the late pick five. I don't think there's any value in that either, but uh, strangely, I'm going to try to hit it for $30 or $40 so you know, 60 or 80 times over. And maybe that's enough to put
0: me on top. Let's see, Arthur, you, you're like me. We, we live life above the rim wagering wise with all these crazy verticals we got. Uh, what's, what's going to be your, your strategy for the entire uh, card? All right. So going to probably try and build my bankroll a little
2: bit in the earlier races with a few win bets and doubles. And then uh, probably probably Go for broke uh, for the uh, for the late pick five, depending on how much I actually have left. And uh, yeah, if I'll have a couple bucks left, maybe throw in a a, a super high five or something like that, uh, just to try and try and get get the rest of it
0: a walk-off super high five like i i would cast a bronze statue of you and just rub it every single day if you if you manage to do that uh daniel what do you what are you gonna do for the uh, the entire card
3: yeah similar to arthur um try to pound the win bets early and do some big doubles early uh, see if i can get something on the board um and then like the late horizontal to the late pick four maybe like a ten dollar base pick three in the middle um, I was looking at that, and then spreading vertically on number nine seems like on the downhill turf course, just weird things happen. So, just picking like a five-way trifecta box maybe, and just hope to get lucky. I mean, that that's that was part. I of my, can that I
1: fun. can save you a lot of money on that.
3: Just Are put you, Connie, Connie Swingle on top. top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, really had it as my A two, uh, but I had four other runners under. So. That was well, we'll,
0: there. we'll talk more about Connie Swingle uh, when we get to that race. But I will say her name makes me think of like a, you know, some trashy lady in like her late 40s, early 50s, who makes middle aged couples threesome dreams come true. Um, <laughs> all right. We've got everyone's strategies. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we're kind of gonna go by, you know, the guys submitted were nice enough to put deuce a lot of pre-work, which by the way, that that is way more than I've had to ask any of my guests to ever do beforehand. So, thank you guys for, for getting me your plays early so I could uh kind of map this out. Uh, so we're gonna kind of go sequentially by who's playing what races, and uh kicking it off. Uh, no one else wanted to race one, fight me, you fucking cowards. <laughs> um, I went ahead, I did play race one, so I will kick this off. This is Santa Anita four o'clock post on the east coast three o'clock god's time one o'clock in the west coast or wherever uh but yeah it's a eight furlong on the turf it's the lure stakes eighty thousand dollar purse it's for california breads and uh you know i i think a lot of people are gonna go just one way specifically with this race and that's to gregorian chant however i do think that i can beat this horse and i'm gonna beat them with prince obama the number two uh right now sitting at five to two on the morning line. I have a feeling that, that price floats a, a pretty good bit. It looks like the pace is going to be plenty of hot. Uh, there'll be a pretty good setup. And Prince Obama just seems to be at an ascending horse that from December last year until, you know, up until now just keeps uh, stepping forward and really maturing and settling in. So the way I'm going to play it with Prince Obama at five to two is I'm going to go ahead and start off with a $10 ice cold exacta two over three. Then, I'm playing a daily double into a horse that I really like in the second. Uh, so it's going to be a 2-2 two, two daily double, which we will talk about this more because I know that Arthur's got a plays that start in the second. And then I'm uncorking a pick three to kick it off right here in the first. Uh, it's a $5 base. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2-3, the two four six and the two and we'll talk more about the the horses that we chose and those as we get to these, some of these other guys plays i i didn't bring them here to listen to me talk the entire time so
1: you're ending with burgu alley
0: i am in it with burgu alley yeah i'm gonna be a global campaign yeah i said it
1: i said it
3: is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard
1: at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought?
0: I'm also self-aware. I will just say that. So that's my place for race one. Uh, and then, yeah, race two. I, I used the, the two night party. Uh, I, I There's like no other early speed here. I think the night party hits the rail and uh, takes it a uh, uh, gate to wire here. But let's move to race three. where our guest, Arthur, he's got his first play here. Arthur, what do you got for race three? Gotcha.
2: So I'm actually uh, on race two uh, as oh, well. Oh, sorry. No, no worries. So uh, I, li- I do like the number two uh, night party. It has, you know, seems to be lone speed in a sense. Uh, but uh, I like to look at the, the, the paddock and go to the paddock and stuff and take a look at the, the post parade and things like, like that. And uh, because most of these horses don't seem like they they ran all that well, I'm going to take a look at the number seven. See if it uh, looks like it, if the horse is live or not nothing about it shows on the, on the past performance to show like it, uh, the horse could run, but uh, breeding wise, uh, 16% uh, uh, sire t- uh, for for 14 year old and as well as for dirt sprint. So if it looks like it's live, I'll give it a shot at a price and that'll be my win as well as a double uh, going on to going global in the in, in race
0: three. So actually I, I do like the, you using the seven time together there. And by the way, the second is a uh, six furlong, uh, California bread, $50,000 main claimer, like night party, like we said, looks like the early speed, but I actually do like you using uh, time together because when you look at this horse for one, it's got uh, my horse racing discord's favorite angle. eased last time out. Uh, and then also it looks like a horse that absolutely needs the front end. And if it doesn't get it, we'll just quit. And I love betting these types of horses back. The reason being that if they do make the lead, they can get really brave and surprise at huge prices, despite some really dirty uh, uh running lines previously. So uh he's using the two and the seven, looking at them for a win bet. I'm ending my double there with the two night party, who we both agreed on. Moving on to race three, where Arthur does have a pick. I'm gonna let him go again. This is the eight furlong uh Goldakova Stakes. It's a grade two early in the card, eight furlongs on the turf for Phillies and Mares, three years old and Upward. so I, I feel like everyone liked global campaign here but i know arthur had a play using global campaign go ahead arthur
2: yeah so this is my, the second leg of my double uh i'm actually just gonna single uh i think it's going global uh it just looked like i, I think uh uh the horse uh, lost to avenue the france earlier uh but uh, it was on a longer race figured the cutback might work for, for for going global i know it's gonna be kind of short odds but uh didn't want to go too crazy here as I know there's going to be a few more races. I might, I might be taking a look at, but uh, yeah, that, that'll be the horse. I'll be going into too, the, the same leg of my
1: double.
0: It's so I don't, know. I'll be honest. I don't know why I'm going against going global.
1: Oh yes. Dave, you have your hand raised. Yes. I listen. I am looking at the morning line odds for the first time uh-huh. in race two, the seven time together, you're getting eight to one on that horse. That is, that's a win bet. I mean, that's incredible.
0: I, I I'm surprised it's that short. I'm really surprised it's that short, honestly, coming off of the East start. I know that, that Leonard Powell is the trainer that gives a little bit to it, but I'm really surprised at eight to one, even in that small of a field, I, I honestly would have put this horse at like double digit odds on the morning line.
2: Yeah. And I, I, it might be because maybe folks don't know about Barrios so that much, but he's been hot all, all from Del Mar and yeah, uh, blinkers he, off
1: too. blinkers off is a huge angle. I mean, there, this horse is, I think this horse is going to fire and really nine to five, on the, or 2 to 1 or whatever the favorite is I <laughs> based on one race uh, i don't know or two races whatever it is uh, i i would try to beat that horse especially in a calbred race where you know calbred fuckery is is known to happen i think the seven makes a ton of sense here
0: so, so looking at race 3 everyone except for me apparently seems to be pretty like high on global campaign daniel you even though you're doing the waiting for the the horizontal later, if there's a horse like this, that you feel like is a world beater that you can key in some sort of play, how do you sit on your hands and not, not play it? Uh, teach me self-control Daniel.
3: Yeah. I mean, I was sort of looking at the, the win bet. Well, it depends on the odds for going global, but um, if I could get even money, I would spend, you know, 25% of the bank roll. If it's, if it's there on, on this early race um, and not wait. Um, and that, that that worked last week sort of just taking an even money big bet uh, you'd have to bankroll on that so um, that was sort of my, what I was waiting for um, but yeah if, if it's if it's even money I, I will, I'll, I'll be on that for sure if it's if it's three to five uh, maybe a double but I'm not gonna risk it on that
0: that's that's my thing is if I feel like it, the horse is a lock even money is my price floor anything lower than that I'm, I'm with you that's where i cut it off i don't, I don't really because because i mean things happen you know horses get bumped jockeys fall off uh sinkholes open up in the earth there, there are things that can that can cause a horse to get beat so i, I i'm with you I, I think if you do get that it could be fair but i could also see the, you know it getting absolutely slammed let me just justify my burgu alley pick real quick i I really thought that this ended up being a really slow place pace, in that Burgu Alley possibly just goes out and sends with Ramon Vasquez up and controls this thing and maybe just kind of walks the dog the entire way. Now I know it's going to be tough because Global Campaign can close into whatever pace it seems, but if I'm going to try to beat him, that's how I'm going to, you know, how that's the angle that I'm taking. I'll be betting Burgu Alley to win, who's four to one on the morning line, and then also I'm going with a skinny trifecta uh, with Burgu Alley keyed over. Uh, Avenue to France and Going Global in second and third.
2: That makes sense. If he had to beat Going Global, I think that's the way that's the way to do it. Uh, Vasquez has always ruined my tickets, right? So uh, you definitely you know he's you, him matched up with uh, the motto. Looks like he's hitting that twenty-one percent uh, f- uh, for the meat right now. So yeah, that, that's, that seems pretty logical for sure.
1: And the I'm, way the grass, the grass has been playing at Santa Anita. The grass is, if you make the front, you win the race. So that's a, it's a solid bet.
0: It's uh and I'm proud of Ramon Vasquez. He's one of my Oakland colony jocks that went out West and made good way to go. Uh, so moving on, we've been through races one through three. We've uncorked exactus, trifectas, pick threes, win bets. We've done pretty much all of it. Let's move on to race for it. Six and a half furlongs. It's a $50,000 optional claimer uh, with conditions. And uh, it is on the dirt. Uh, Arthur, you also had a play for race four. What, what were you thinking here?
2: Yeah, so probably going to play a, a win bet here, perhaps a, a roll with a double as well. I love the number five horse, Saffa's Day. Uh, the horse, even when it, it duels, it, it runs its heart out. So I think, it, I think it'll hold and not, not fade, so I do definitely appreciate that. Also, I do like Traeger. I know he's, he, I think he's the morning line favorite at the moment and uh, the number one horse, straight no chaser. I, I have to take a look at the odds because it is a myracehorse.com horse. So it gets, to, it tends to get overbet, but it's Maldonado on the, on the, fir- on the rail and it's a speed horse. I know it's on turf, but I mean, that's how you get the odds. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes.
0: It's uh, it, I thought that there was so much pace in this race that it was going to be like unsustainable with straight no chaser with with Traeger with uh you know you've you've also got Safis Day is going to be up towards the front so it was Love Sick blues and I just kind of saw this as a a pack of like four or five horses all sitting at the front and then two horses uh sitting you know stalking waiting to uh to take the run at the dying speed and those were the number two red line and the number four albizu I actually settled on the two red line um i i will be win betting this horse because i do think that three to one if it stays around there uh i i won't be shocked if it goes a little bit higher but even at three to one i think it's worth the bet and i i just go ahead and i hammer that with a 50 dollar win bet uh which i mean through this point i've, I've already put it probably you know 200 through the window uh but yeah this this is one that i really feel good about and probably my strongest win bet uh on the card in the early that i used to to build the uh the bankroll did you guys what did uh, Daniel Day, what did you guys have uh, for what did you think of this race?
3: I, I thought it was pretty open, um, my little calculations, but I was on Sick blues on this, actually, just coming off a win and Vasquez as well. Just almost a jockey play because I feel like he he likes these kind of races um, and just coming off a win as well. So um, but yeah, I mean, it was five to one. I thought it was, that was fair. I was also on Traeger as well. So uh, probably a, this is the front end front end or a back end of a double most likely for me
0: yeah it's uh i looked at Sick blues and the the knock that i had against it was i i have this angle that i call the lars uh it has nothing to do with drummers from metallica it stands for the los al rail shippers uh horses that uh ran really poorly from the rail i love to bet them back horses that won from the outside posts I like to I like to fade next time out, you know, because I think that maybe they just kind of had it their, their their way with the turn, which if you watch any of the Los Al replays, whenever they hit that turn, they're like 10 paths wide uh, going in the stretch. That was, that was the reason for the fade. But I, I mean, other than that, it, it had pretty much everything going for it.
3: Yeah, the, the fact that, uh, you know, I live pretty close to Los Al too. We don't, you know, auto fade Los Al too much uh, just because it's, it's like a home hometown bias some ways. But uh, yeah, I know I know what you mean. That turn does go crazy wide, typically. All right, that was race four. Let's let's go ahead. Let's look at
0: race five. Race five is a once again one mile, eight furlong, sixty one thousand dollar maiden special weight on the turf. Uh, this one not for California breeds. This one's a open competition, and I I, I got so this feels like it might be the best opportunity to make money in a single race on the card. Uh, you know, th- there are other open races, but with just the number of unknowns in this race, the size of the field, uh, this seemed like if you weren't waiting to play a vertical, that this w- might be the spot uh, that, that you take a swing with uh, just a-, a, a big long shot or something.
1: Yeah. I like the slap. <clears throat> I couldn't believe the slap came out at 15 to one on the morning line. That was one of my A's. I I mean, that's the five horse. Mm -hmm. I I was shocked at that morning line. I ended up on three, five, and seven here. First piece, uh, the slap and eastbound, which are five to two, four to one, and the slap is 15 to one. So I would would absolutely use this vertically. Key it in exactas and trifectas. Arthur, did you have anything for this race, race five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah i did so I, I did like the number three horse i know it's the i think it's the morning line favorite as well uh i just thought it was a little uh, probably we'll get to the lead first uh ahead of the other horses but uh probably will end up playing some sort of double here i like the number seven horse uh but i also do like the number four horse as well which is at i think eight to one morning line uh, i think there's some value there in regard to you know having respoli on it with glatt and then um yeah it's just it's your it's your a horse and probably needed hopefully i'm hoping that it only need, it needed a race here um in the u.s before kind of before starting to starting to hopefully get get the win to and so that's kind of what i'm hoping for there
0: yeah i i'm gonna i decided the way to play this one was to get bold really bold with a ice cold double daily double starting in this one and i decided to be uh what some might call a chalk eating weasel and using the three first piece, uh, as with the horse that I key here. Uh, first of all, where did, where did turf Mike, Mike Smith come from all of a sudden? I just want to point that out that, that right now on the turf, he's hitting at like 19%. He used to be just an auto toss for me on the turf. I don't know if it has so much to do with, uh, kind of the, the, you know, the jockeys fleeing the California colony. Like there's like fucking leprosy going around or something, but you know, it, it seems that maybe, Maybe he doesn't have as much competition and just might, you know, Money Mike is, is now Money Mike on the turf, too. Uh, Daniel, what, what did you, how, once again, how are you still sitting on your hands at this point with the, with the, yeah, I mean, know,
3: this guy kind of race? This one actually did have kind of open. So I was going to play the board on this based off of, like, there's so many unknowns, like you said. So this would be one of sort of those live plays, like we sort of talked about, like the tournament. So if, <clears> if like Musino number six, Um, is really long. I'll cover that just on a win bet, just to try to catch something. Um, I sort of have it as not being a relative long shot. It depends what the price is. So this is one where I'll really watch the odds on, on race five. You know what I really love
0: about race five is that the early pick five ends in race five, the pick six starts in race five. And I, I don't know, I want to be sitting there at Santa Anita with other people who are playing the tournament and just, figure out by the looks on their faces, who got knocked out in the pivot leg of this, who was live to the pick five and then got knocked out in the first leg of the, uh, of the, of the pick six, because uh, oh, that's gotta be, that's gotta be super disappointing. Naira does this all the time with their nine race cards in the pick fives. Like you better fucking get race five right? uh, or, or you are in trouble. Uh, Dave, did you have any thoughts on race five?
1: I mean, that was it. Just, I think I can't believe the slap is 15 to one. So, uh um, I think I'm suddenly going to have a going global and then a couple of different horses and then ending in the slap for a pick three. Oh,
0: yeah. I also got a pick three that I'm kicking off here. In addition to my ice cold daily double, which goes three into the four in race six, uh, the four being a uh, big celebration, but I'm starting a pick three here, singling first piece, and then I'm going one, three, four, uh, in race uh race six which is what chali fun money and big celebration and then wrapping it up with the two four in race seven uh gojo one and uh i think that might be my race six play i don't know i messed up somewhere disregard i'll figure it out come back to it later all right let's move on let's take a look at race six, all right, th- this is this is Daniel's time to shine. This is Dave's time to shine. I know you guys are uncorking pick fives. So, Dave, what do you got?
1: Chalk. It's all chalk. It's so boring. I mean, I, you know, we've been looking at this card for a day and a half now. Morning Lines came out, and every single horse that I had, I had singled four out of the five races, and they were all less than even money. It's a <laughs> it's quintessential <laughs> Santa Anita Racing. I mean, it's it's, going to be the most boring Saturday evening, afternoon and evening ever. Chimosa, the two horse in race six, is a great horse. It's perfect. It's flawless. Nine to five on the morning line. Um, Done nothing wrong. The trainer specializes in non-graded stakes. Perfectly placed. It's got the right run style for the race. There's too much speed entered, and this horse is just going to wait and pounce. I mean, it's going to be boring. The only other horse I was even considering was a seven. Uh, which is the horse named cast member that ran a really great first race ran one race, did nothing wrong and uh, could conceivably win it on the front possibly, or from just off. But I think it's going to be really, really boring. Uh, I think Chimosa wins this thing probably nine times out of 10.
3: Yeah, I'm on the, I totally agree. This is, I start with a single as well. Um, I don't mess with undefeated horses most of the time.
1: Yeah. Three for three. Oh this kind of yeah. race
2: is the race that i i hate the most it's those juvenile two year old they have like one or two races in kind of situation uh where i feel like i feel like so- something tends to happen but i think in this case i'm kind of i i had four going in but that's before the morning light odds uh showed up and after seeing the morning light odds I- i'm thinking uh Chimosa and self the dream are probably the best horses there it's gonna be one, it's got to be one of the two and perhaps uh, I'll probably I probably go a little a little bit more skinny here than I th- I thought it would.
0: Okay, so race 6 we had two guys who were who were singled. Um yeah, I'm I'm singing I, I want to mingle. You want to
1: mingle. Yeah. Now- <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got Arthur going too deep. Now let's move it to race seven. By the way, I figured out what was wrong with my pick three. So we'll circle back to that. Cause we were right in the, the middle of people's picks five. So race seven, the second leg nine furlongs on the turf, the grade two twilight Derby. Uh, this one is a, you know, race for three-year-olds. Uh, also, I also, this feels like one of the more wide open races here. So uh, let's keep going in order with uh, Dave. What was your play in race seven?
1: Yeah, this is my spread race. Uh, I have two horses in this race. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think it's between handy dandy which is the four and war at sea who's the nine and i think war at sea probably wins it six times out of ten and handy dandy wins it three times out of ten and then you know maybe somebody else steals it Uh, it's and then you know the morning lines came out and uh handy dandy's six to one which is great war at sea is five to two uh it's just boring it's it's there's there's not a lot of value here
0: i i've never heard someone sum up Santa Anita racing in two sentences yep. like that that was amazing Home uh, track. hey man nothing wrong with it uh especially if, if you like slam in short fields dude i it's something i like doing all, all winter through aqueduct i will slam just chalky exactas you know um daniel what what did you start off with or what'd you go with yeah i went seven? i went
3: three deep here uh two three and four Gojo Juan put me out of the last tournament with like a really gritty performance to take down like a four to five favorite. So that put me out. So I don't want to see him beat me again. It's almost just like in a spite play to the cover and just hopefully catch it. Um, so two, three, four, basically, but really uh, two and four are probably my, who I think will win, um, but two for value. So going three deep on on race seven, the second leg.
0: That's, uh, I will say, I've, well, I have figured out that that, you know, where my pick three started and who I was using. I, I was a uh, two, four, nine in here. So gojo one handy dandy and, uh, uh, war at sea also Arthur, what was your, uh, race seven? Who are you using?
1: I'm I'm
2: the same. I'm similar to Dan. Uh, I look, I like the two, uh, for, for a price it's got, it's, it's the fastest horse probably, or it will probably shoot out uh, shoot out towards the lead. And it's, it tends to get brave. It seems like, uh, but, uh, I do like the eight speaking scout. Uh, it's more of a defensive play, but you know, you he's ship, shipping over and uh, Hernandez is going on on board there, and then uh, Cabo Spirit. I, I don't know if I'll play all three. I'll probably play two out of the three, choosing between Cabo Spirit and Speaking Scout, along with a uh, Gojo one. But that'll be part of my uh, pick five.
0: I appreciate you having a contrarian play because there's nothing better for podcasting than everyone just sitting around <laughs> and agreeing with each other for a fucking hour. So, uh, and also, I do like the uh, the fact that uh, this horse is a Kentucky down shipper by way of Hawthorne. And uh, I'll tell you guys, I'm a dirty, filthy little pig boy for Kentucky down shippers. Love those horses. So I I think you got some quality there. I think you probably got some quality uh, at a price. I will say um, you guys, if you're going to be at Santa Anita playing this and if uh, Gojo one goes off at anywhere near, the odds where it won its last two races like I, I do you know if there's like a pawn shop nearby or anybody that will like <laughs> you know can you pawn your car briefly to just go ahead and and slam gojo one if they let the price go on this one
2: oh definitely that, that that'll definitely be a play for sure if, if he's looking live and the odds are are odds are, 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 are favorable and i still have some money left in the bank and yeah, it's definitely hitting that
0: all right so moving on Actually, you know, what? I started my pick four. So I was building everything to this pick four. So I started off my my pick four in that uh, in that leg with uh, two, four, nine also. So I'm ending my pick three with two, four, nine. I'm starting my pick four with two, four, nine. Uh, Moving on to race eight, seven furlongs. The Golden State Killer Juvenile Stakes, seven furlongs for California Breads. Uh, this was one I was just dead singled on. I feel like a lot of people are probably going to be dead singled on the exact same horse that I'm talking about. Uh, so, uh, Dave, go ahead and tell me who I'm taking this race. Cause I'm pretty certain it's the same horse.
1: Give her not a taker.
0: Yep. Yep. Who's going to be four to, a shit four ton to of money?
1: five on the morning line, four to five. I couldn't believe it. Oh God. Seven horse race. And it's a four to five favorite. Just pathetic.
0: Do you think you get some price float here? I mean, people see the four to five. Do you think they instantly go somewhere else? Cause they're like, man, I'm going to beat this four to five. And you get a little bit of a creep up to maybe like a nine to five, something like that. That's what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> I saw the four to five. I'm like, ah, yeah, I think I'm going to go elsewhere. So, uh, so I'm actually going to mystic flyer uh, with Hernandez on there again. Um, probably my horizontals. I might still add, I'll still probably still add the four. Uh, just because, I mean, it looks like the best horse, but, uh, um, I, I, I watched, I went to X, the XB, uh, TV, watch some of the workouts for the, uh, uh, for mystic flyer Looked pretty good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shot there.
0: i da- I will go ahead and say, I, i consider myself knowledgeable with horse racing, but, uh, every single like horse workout, unless it does something just fucking bizarre. I'm so, yeah. Okay. looks pretty good. looks exactly like every other. Uh, Work workout of it looks like a horse running yeah looks like a horse running by itself maybe with a friend uh daniel what are you
3: on give or not a take your all yeah i'm not i can't be contrarian either here i'm sort of just on on the favorites this is another single um just to get through um yeah to hopefully get some value in nine and ten honestly
0: all right so that was electrifying stuff there. Let's yeah, go sorry. ahead. Let's... I'm sorry.
3: I apologize. <laughs>
0: hey, it's all right. Oh, we got Arthur we get to do the contrarian <laughs> thing. So I mean, at least somebody, at least somebody has some balls on this show. All right, six and a half furlongs, race nine, down the hillside turf. Probably the best track format in America. The Senator Ken Maddie stakes. It's a hundred thousand dollar purse. Oh man, right. this also seems. It seems like it would be a pretty open race. It seems like it would be. However. Uh, I, I think everyone's going to end up pretty much on, on close to the same horse here too, maybe pepper in one or two others. So uh, Dave, uh, you've been talking about this horse uh, pretty much nonstop. So go ahead. Tell us all about sweet, sweet Connie.
1: Yeah. Connie Swingle, or as I like to call her, Connie single. I mean, this horse is a, it's a horse for course, perfect down the hill. And one of my big angles down the hill is you find a horse that likes to go down the hill. It's a, it, I've talked about it before in your podcast. It's a very, very specific route. There's no other track course like it. Uh, there's the right-hand turn, then a big sweeping left-hand turn, and then over the dirt. Horses either love it or they hate it, and Connie's undefeated. She, the horse, she's an absolute monster on this course. There are only probably two horses in the world, I would bet, on top of Connie Swingle, and none of them are in this race. She's going to win this thing as quickly as she wants with as many distance and lengths distance as she wants, Um If I was to bet vertically, I think Freedom Flyer, the one horse, is going to come in second. So I would consider doing a pretty heavy 3-1 Exacta. Um, And then after that, I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, But Connie Connie wins this like 99 out of 100 times is another single for me.
0: So two things. One, I think that if you're going to add something to the hillside turf, the only other thing you could add is like maybe like a pit of snakes that the horses have to swing on a vine (laughs) over. Maybe have to like a rope. A rope ladder hanging from a helicopter that they have to climb up because it's just it's got pretty much everything. And two, I actually like that you're you're talking about including Freedom Flyer in a vertical because I put together a little trifecta that would be like a wish list kind of play. Like if I hit something early and have enough to finance it, and it was Freedom Flyer and Connie's uh, Swingle on top uh, with the nine wheeled in to second uh, Amy C, and then uh, in the last uh, part of it, one, three, four, six, nine, and ten. And basically, uh, David, Dave, I hope you haven't been lying to me about this, uh, you know, horses who have won on the downhill turf before. Because that's pretty much just how I handicap these now that you told me about it. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on the Connie Swingle. I think with that trifecta, I can maybe get a little bit of a coverage if, like, Freedom Flyer can maybe sneak up all the way and
3: win. Uh, anybody else? Race nine. Yeah, I had Connie Swingle as my A2. Uh, but, like, like, I feel like I've seen Maldonado win from the outside post on this course a couple times in the past month. So covering that and hoping to get lucky on uh, number 10, Aqua C-Form, Shame. Um, So hopefully, maybe get lucky there. Maybe get lucky with the eight as well. Um, Just as as an outside post play. But really, having the three as the A all the way.
0: I'm surprised that Aqua C-Form, Shame has only ran 11 times. Like I always say that. I know that Rudy Brissett trains winning horses as his horses win races. I've just literally never seen it with my own eyes when it actually happens. It's just like fucking Bigfoot for me. Uh, but I don't think I've, I've seen a card at Santa Anita anytime in the last couple of years where Aqua C form shame. It isn't running. So, you know, yeah, you know, all right, Arthur race nine. What'd you have?
2: All right. So Connie Swingle is the logical choice. It's, Typically, I don't like betting uh, horses that are closer to the rail here. Uh, but Connie Swingle has won, uh, I think, from the four post, and I think uh, it might have been the three post as well. But these horses ran as uh, started and won from from everywhere, so definitely, uh, you know, that's the logical choice. I have a, just a hunch play because I have no clue why this horse is in this in this race, and it's the number four act of serendipity at like fifty to one. I just want to, I'm going to look at the horse at the you know post parade paddock and see like what the heck is why is this horse here and if i have some money left over maybe i throw a wind at it but uh other than that connie swingle sounds like this, uh, the logical choice
0: yeah with act act of serendipity i for one i, I like that you add for the uh, what the fuck are you doing here angle which is something that i mean it, you have to take account for and then two it's this is either a very deliberate move after this horse didn't run a lick on turf uh to come back onto the turf and especially on like a challenging confusing course uh, after you know progressing on the dirt so full field don't know why act of serendipity is actually entered so i, I do like the inclusion there All if connie
1: swingle loses this race i'm not going to be around to watch the 10th race i'm going to walk into my car because i won't have any tickets alive at that point <laughs> so
0: I'm not sure if Dave has told you guys this story before. He and I, I he and I got together <laughs> to go to the Breeders' Cup last year at Del Mar, and uh, we we watched Knicks go walk away on the front end, and we were just kind of sh- shooting the shit. We had the the sweet VIP passes, you know, where we were definitely not wealthy enough to listen to the conversations that were happening around us. Also, turns out rich people have fantastic skin and teeth. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, but a man uh, who, in my mind, uh, I don't know he. he I can think it was German perhaps, but he comes to us after that race. He like weirdly puts his arm around my shoulder. He says something along the lines of like, he was alive to like hundreds of thousands of dollars on a gigantic pick three bet to essential quality. And then he just kind of sadly walks away. And we were thinking about it on the ride back to where he's dropping me off in, in La Jolla, uh, where I scared uh, Acacia Courtney later in an embassy suites. And um, like, we're just quiet. And I'm like, so Dave, that guy's dead now, right? Like he, he immediately took his own life after that. Is that, you, he's like, you, Dave's like, oh yeah, no, he's dead. He is 100%, 100% dead. So wrapping it up with the grade three, race 10, the Autumn Miss Stakes, uh, which I think this was a, a oh, never mind, sorry. Uh, $100,000 purse is for three-year-old fillies going a mile on the turf. Uh, a nice, fairly wide open stakes race, I thought, to, to end it. So Dave, how are you? Uh, finishing your
1: anorexic ticket. I mean, it, oh God, this is what killed me. I was expecting Kyra Memories to not be the morning line favorite, and of course, Kyra Memories is the morning line favorite. Not only that, it's like nine to five or some ridiculous low odds. What is it? Yeah, eight to oh, eight to five, even better. Um, I landed on Kyra Memories. I thought there was a bunch of horses behind that made a lot of sense as bees. I'm actually going to spread a little bit. The reason why I have $383 in pick fives is a lot of them end with Kyra Memories. But as soon as I saw the, the morning lot odds, I was like, well, we can, we can probably beat that horse. We can probably get some value out of this. Um, so this is, you know, Kyra Memories is my lone a, I like Rhea uh, as my, probably my second top choice. Uh, Rhea Moon at six to one, the eight horse, but there's four horses in there, the um, three, four, five and eight that I think could, conceivably do really well i'm gonna watch how the turf plays throughout the day Uh, i'm gonna see if speed is really holding on the turf um because the three four five and eight are all are all mostly horses are going to stay closer to the front and if cairo doesn't hold on uh three of the four of my bees are going to be right behind and that first pack behind and then rhea is going to be zooming up from the back and then I have four, four C's, too. I never play C's. I never have enough bankroll to play C's.
0: I didn't know that you knew that letter existed, quite honestly. I learned it.
1: It's new. I have 400. I usually play with, like, $16. This is $400. I suddenly learned He's literally just been
0: calling me Hayes for years. Just not even pronouncing <laughs> it.
1: The C at the front of my name. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to spread a little bit in the in the final leg here and maybe try to catch uh, some some multiple payouts on a, on a longer shot here. But I Look, I think Cairo Memories probably wins it logically, but I think the horse is also eminently beatable. And so I'm going to try to beat the horse. I'm, so that's one down. I'm
0: crossing my fingers that no one mentions my top pick for this race because I got one that I love. Arthur, Well, how'd you wrap this up? All right. So I did like Cairo Memories the, the best here, mm-hmm. uh,
2: and but I did like uh, Raya Moon as well. So those are probably the two horses I'll go with. I, I wanted to spread here, but didn't really see, I felt like that, those are kind of logical horses for me to, to take for the, for the last one. But I have a few other horses for my dumb uh, super uh, high five for later, for sure. <laughs> that's going to be the, the
1: walk-off high five. is Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. On the high five. It's such a smart bet. It's such a smart <laughs> bet for this competition because that routinely pays multiple thousands of dollars. There's always
2: carryovers there. So,
1: I mean, there's always it's a really smart bet. Everybody, and listen, if you're that's watching
0: really it smart. at the track, bring a baseball bat with you for when you hit the walk-off, super high five you can just bat flip like kbo korean (laughs) baseball bat flip like boom just a full helicopter twirl no one that's two down no one's mentioned my horse yet daniel who do you got Uh,
3: i spread here too to try to catch value in the last um my sort of value play was the number 12 of kitty katana which is a huge jump in class but this is my favorite angle of an ex flavian pratt horse that he won on previously uh, to try to cover I love that. that i love that angle that's amazing it worked for me last weekend actually um so see if i can run it twice back and around. it's a huge jump it's, it's, it's a shot in the dark but that is my angle on number 12 is that oh, Pratt, pratt's agent booked him on this horse for the previous race so um yeah so 12 um and then one and then uh Moon as well so a little bit of mix but spread here to try to catch value honestly
0: the it- Three for three. No one has mentioned my top pick here. I'm so excited because I get to say something that no one else has mentioned yet. I love the two. Tesere for Peter Miller with Jose Valdivia up. I mean, I'm price hunting here, but I really love this horse. Maybe sitting the pocket trip right in the rail, right behind the early speed. is going to have first run. I'm a big fan of of taking the shot at Tesere. I mean, it's not like this horse doesn't have back class. Uh, Won the Jimmy Durante at Del Mar. Uh just kind of went off form a little bit, but I think it's rounding back up. I like seeing uh the bullet work on the twenty first of September and then two slow kind of leg stretchers going into going into this race. So yeah, love Tez Ray. If I have some money left, I'll I will win bet this horse. Um based on how things typically go, I don't have any money left. Um all right. Anyone anyone put together just a to in just a fuck off insane bet for the for the last day? We don't you know we don't have to get to a super high five unless you have a super high five and I, you know, I don't expect you to make one on the spot or anything yeah so i do have the two in my super
2: high five as there you my, go my number three horse there and then i also do like uh pammy's ready which is the three mm-hmm. and then the seven at a at 20 to one lady clementine so
1: watch the watch the lasix angle on that seven the seven needs lasix to win Oh, that's, that's fair. That, yeah. It took me. It took me two passes to figure that out. This race does not include Lasix, and a lot of these horses came over from oh. Europe. Or you know, they race with Lasix, and then when they don't, they don't perform very well. Watch, watch the Lasix angle on that one. Was Fergal Lynch on Lady
0: Clementine last time? Like Mid Atlantic, Maryland's Fergal Lynch. Like he was in California. Is that the same? Really. I would have thrown all sorts of money at that horse for the what the fuck is Fergal Lynch doing here angle. Um, it looks like no one else did because the horse went 41 uh, went forty-one to 1 uh, whenever the gates closed. It's an interesting interesting little play. I like it. And this is another Santa Anita angle uh, that that Dave taught me, which is uh, crazy shit always happens in the last race. So true. I, I wouldn't doubt Lady Clementine's chances. But to wrap up my pick four uh, where I was three deep, single, single. I'm going three deep again with Nadette. Uh, I mean, this horse has been winning uh, group ones in, uh, in France and in Europe Uh, might need a little bit softer going, but also, I mean, seeing all that European form is kind of hard to, uh, to, to turn away from winning at, uh, at places like Longchamp. Uh, Tesere, as I mentioned, who, uh, you know, just look out Twitter if this one hits, because I'm going to be red boarding the shit out of it. And the 10 Cairo memories with uh, Money Mike running through the weeds. Who's somehow put it together after like 50 years of racing? He's figured out how to ride on turf. So I was one, 2 10 here. Uh, man, this has made my brain hurt. Maybe even possibly bleed. Uh, kind of trying to play this in advance, but I do love that that we did this. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, guys. Like I really, I really appreciate you. You know, hopping on, uh, joining the Notorious OTV. Welcome to friend of the pod status. Um, now I need you all to sign up. Five additional friends and, you know, get me all their contact information who I will be selling to data miners uh, for profit. Uh, Anybody got anything they they need to plug? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody written any books or? uh... Yeah, I mean,
3: you can Google or go to Amazon, go to Kamaputra. It's actually, if you speak German, there's a German edition uh translated so that's <laughs> is, it, that's if, a, that's if I, I had, had, had
0: to called, pick a, a european language to have that book <laughs> in it 100% course. would have been german yeah
3: it's, it, in german it's called it's called the the kakasutra in german so <laughs> the german amazon uh you can check that out
0: that's that is amazing yeah check out check out his book uh guys uh writer dave all the way from burbank arthur daniel Thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on the Notorious OTV. We Re- really appreciate it. And we'll, we'll definitely be doing more like this uh, again. Uh, you guys are welcome back uh, anytime, unless it's like after, like I don't know, like 11. I get sleepy. I don't want you to wake me up. We'll catch you next time on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.